Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. <laughs> It's good to fight through adversity, you know? It's not, a win is not going to be perfect every time. And we weren't expecting it to be. We just we knew they were going to come out with a lot of energy and high, high effort. So uh, we, we fought through it, and we, we came out to win. We're here. It's the regular season. The Garden Report is in full effect on CLNS Radio and Celtics blog. The Celtics won this one 112-95 to because the scores matter in the regular season. This is the Garden Report. <laughs> We had a game tonight, and it here was actually pretty entertaining. Uh, we're here with Jimmy Toscano from Comcast Sportsnet New England, and Julian Edlow from the DraftKings Playbook in WEI. I'm Jared Weiss from CLNS Radio. Uh, if you're a longtime viewer of the show, you know how <laughs> this thing works. We're mixing it up a little bit this year. Usually the show goes that I introduce everyone and they just continue to talk over me. Yep. But we can edit that out, right? No. Nope. Um, for those of you that are new to the show this year, uh, here how it goes. It's a Welcome. post-game show. Welcome to you. It's a post-game show. It's very much off the cuff. We try to make things fun and loose around here. We try to do some X's and O's talk. Try to make things try. a little pretty detailed. But we fail half the time. Yep. But you know what? Let's thank our sponsors, Grandstand Tonight, who power this show we're going to bring you for the first time in the regular season our new segment the grandstand play of the game we'll get to that in a few minutes but first off i want your general impressions of the game starting with you jimmy where to start (laughs) uh well where to start funny you say that i didn't think it was a great start i think we can all agree there um but lo and behold for sure the bench comes through the depth of this team which we've been talking about since they you know put it started putting it together over the offseason they came in you know, we're talking about Sillinger, who we didn't really expect to be talking about right now, but we will later, I think. Isaiah Thomas, who eventually got, you know, he heated up. These guys came off the bench as we're getting shot at here. These guys came off the bench <laughs> and they and they, and they they stopped the bleeding. It wasn't like this massive comeback in the first quarter, but they stopped the bleeding. It looked like the Sixers, uh, Okafor was going off for a bit there. They stopped it, and then the second quarter, they went in that run there, and that's that second unit really came through, and I, that was the one thing that stood out to me. Isaiah Thomas really came through. Yeah, he got hot in the second quarter, in the third quarter. In the fourth he, was, he had 27 <laughs> points off the bench. He was pretty hot for right. most of the game, I think we can say. First quarter, he was cold. But, yeah, I mean, the, the the main takeaway from this team is their depth, as you said. They went, you know, without Kelly Olynyk, their three mm-hmm. rookies, and James Young inactive, and still went 10 deep. Their two leading scorers came off the bench. Amir Johnson was their second leading scorer at 15. Like legitimately, um, yeah. three three of their five leading uh, three of their five double digit scores came off the bench. This is just a great polished team from top to bottom. All ten guys that played, and you know they arguably have 
three, four, five, however you want to look at it, more guys that are going to get into some games this year. So, you know, depth is it. They're, I mean, Tom, Thomas is their best player. He's their yes. guy. If there's a guy that stands best out in their depth. Player. Yeah. Yes, if there's a guy that stands out in their depth, it's Thomas. But you still have to, for as long as he's the sixth man, you still have to count him as a bench player. Right, but I do love, I do love the starting guards and, and Crowder in there. I love Smart, mm-hmm. Bradley, and Crowder to start things off. I really do think, and Brett Brown said this earlier this morning, he's like, it really just kind of like punches you in the face when you start off that game with these three guys just right all up in your grill, just yep. on-ball defense, like tenacious, and I think it really sets the tone for the rest of the team, like right from the get-go. Like, yeah, they, the shots weren't falling earlier for them in the first quarter, um, but the Sixers, oh, they are the Sixers. The opposing team didn't jump out to this massive lead because I think they were still at least playing decent defense. Mm-hmm. It's funny you said punch in the face, or Brett said punch in the face, because Jay Crowder, tonight especially, is kind of like the human embodiment of a punch in the face. Yes. The guy is just like, he's relentless. He drives right at you. Every single defensive play could be the last play of his life. We saw, I mean, tonight he had to guard Hollis Thompson. I wouldn't consider him the world's greatest small forward. I wouldn't even consider him a small forward. That's Might small be the small 32nd world. best yeah. small forward <laughs> Probably the, the 35th league, best in the league. But still, we got to give Crowder credit. And, you know, he went three for 15 tonight. and he, I mean, he jacked up a ton of threes. Yeah. But it was it was great to see that Crowder left off exactly where he finished last year. And of all the guys that I wanted to see, to kind of really see them continue the progress they made, Crowder was someone that came to the Celtics as an effective bench player and a leader, but he wasn't really he wasn't really like a really good all-around player yet. And we're mm-hmm. seeing that it's very clear that he is now and he's gonna be he's probably gonna be holding on to that starting small forward role. I wanted him to be the starting small forward. Everything he did tonight pointed towards him remaining that player. Oh yeah, no, I think and now I'm not even joking, I think at the end of the season we'll be talking about Crowder as one of the best defensive small forwards in the NBA. Yeah. I really do believe that. I think it I mean if you you know, I know it's a small sample size, but it's just the way he plays defense where I know I, he, that's just not just going to go away. You know what I mean? The, the, the effort that he puts in and just kind of like his attitude on both, on both ends of the court, I, I don't anticipate that going away. And he's a guy that's like he's hungry. Like he knows that, you know, he was kind of overlooked in college. He was overlooked in his first couple years in the NBA. And, yeah, he got that contract. But he's always, you're always playing for that next contract. And, and that, that's a contract where if he does end up being one of the better or best defensive forwards in the NBA, it's going to be an even bigger contract the next time. The number's only going to go up. I th- I, last year, we talked a lot about him being similar to Draymond Green in a lot of ways, yeah. and although I'm not going to sit here and tell you he is Draymond Green, that he's that good, he is Draymond Green light, whatever yeah. you want to call him. He's that type of From player mold. where, like you said, you know, you're going to have bad shooting nights where you can't control that. Jake Crowder can control his effort every night, and every night it is there, so... Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's not something that's going to go away. That's the perfect way to say it. Jay Crowder, probably his job is just about as safe on this team as anyone, as the starting small forward. Maybe, yeah. you know, Marcus Smart long-term, obviously, is probably the most safe. But Smart and Crowder, that's that's as safe as you can get right now on this team. So he's going to be one of the leaders of this group all year based on, you know, mostly effort. But he's going to be locked into that role. Right, because that's kind of what this team's about. It's just like the effort and, you know, just playing both sides of the ball. And earning your spot in the rotation. Right. That mm-hmm. you don't, Continuously Just because you have a contract. Yeah, just because mm-hmm. you have a contract doesn't mean that you're that guy. Look no. at Amir Johnson. He came off the bench today, and he's, I guess, next to David Lee, the high, he's the highest paid free agent acquisition on this team. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. For so, all we know, Amir Johnson's going to start the next game over David Lee. He might be playing for this team. Yeah. All right, so let's get to our first regular season edition of the Grandstand Play of the Game. Grandstand Sports Highlights from 
from fans in the stands on the new sports app Grandstand. You can share your own Celtics highlights and watch other fans' videos straight from the crowd. Download Grandstand on the App Store or visit grandstand.me. Let's go to the clip here. Avery Bradley with the tomahawk slam on the fast break. This is really the most exciting play of the game. And you can see the fans fans lost their mind. Avery got up there. His leaps, I've been seeing it throughout the preseason. It looks like he's jumping a few extra inches on his jumper. He's dunking better. So, you know, Marcus Smart was really good. Avery Bradley, the numbers didn't look great for him tonight. But we're seeing... And there it is again. This is what the Garden Report's like here. We're, we're in the middle of a, uh, of a war. A lot of fire. Yeah. So, uh, Avery Bradley, uh, he didn't have a huge night. He had a couple big plays there. But the fact that him and Smart are out there getting the most minutes of anybody on this team, their backcourt partnership is looking really good, especially if Bradley continues what he did in the preseason and continues to be a good spot-up shooter. No, I agree. And one thing that Brad said before the game was that, you know, those three guys, Bradley Smart and, and, and uh, Crowder, they're great cutters. And I know that might be like something that nobody cares about, but it really is important when you're talking about spacing on the floor and you're talking about easy baskets at the rim. Yep. These guys are quick. You know, they don't, you know, everyone talks about oh, Bradley's, you know, three-point shot, three-point shot. Brad Stevens would just as much see him you know cut to the hoop from the three-point line and get the easy two at the at the rim and I think that's one of the reasons why he's in there so yeah Smart and Bradley I mean those guys they're working well together and actually real quick Bradley said I believe it was Bradley he said it a couple days ago that he thinks Smart's going to be one of the best NBA uh, point guards and you know he said that. I don't know whether or not you believe him or not. But. <laughs> it's high praise. I mean, yeah. it's smart being a really, like, an all-star point guard is definitely not far-fetched anymore. But I, I don't know if he's John Wall material yet. No, not yet. But I mean, he didn't say tomorrow. But or he will sees be, that. will be John material. He sees material, that, I guess. Yeah. He sees yeah. that in Yeah. Him. But, I mean, Bradley didn't have a particularly good game no, tonight. He shot two of six, four points. Um, but, you know, like good defense. Crowder, he's an effort guy. The defense mm-hmm. is going to be there. And you can say that for all three of those guys. Smart and Crowder did play well tonight. And, and they don't, you know, sorry to cut you up, but they don't need Bradley to drop 25 points a game. When exactly. They've got, when they've That's got Isaiah Thomas coming off the bench. Two words out of my mouth before sorry. I could say him, Jimmy. Damn it. They, don't, they don't need Bradley to be a scorer. <laughs> Smart, 13 points. What I mean, it's tough to talk about the guard rotation. I don't want to talk about Isaiah Thomas now because we're going to get into him. But, you know, you talk about Smart and Bradley being the guard pairing. And that's, you know, that's not exactly what it is because Isaiah Thomas right, behind so them is going to give them so much in the scoring department. Those, you know, two guys, Smart and Bradley, along with Crowder, are going to be all about the defense. And when you get 13 from one of them, Smart tonight, 14 from the other, Crowder, that's good enough. That's what they want. Mm-hmm. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back for part two. If you're on our YouTube playlist, stay there. If you're not on the playlist for some ridiculous reason, I have no idea why you wouldn't Never YouTubed, bro? Yeah. <laughs> so, bro, you want to go to the playlist, watch the part two of the Garden Report, then you can watch all the locker room interviews afterwards. So this is the Garden Report powered by Grandstand on CLNS Radio and Celtics blog. See you for part two. Oh, you know, that was, that was just a, that was just a lucky thing. The ball kind of wound up in my hands. And I couldn't pass it to a guard, so I had to bring it up. So... I was lucky. I was blessed. Got to have my back. Um, for the most part, yeah, we know teams are going to make runs. I mean, we're a team that makes runs a lot of times, but at the same time, just keep your composure. We try to we try to go out there and beat Barrett Stevens. You know, he don't he don't smile or, or, or look like he's mad at any point in time in the game. So you just got to keep your composure and stay level-headed throughout those runs and, and try to um, capitalize on the offensive end and also on the defensive end. 
All right, we're back for part two we're on the Garden Report, powered by Grandstand on CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog. We're going to make this one a little bit shorter now. So Isaiah Thomas, huge game. By far the best player in this game. All due respect to Jaleel Okafor. He had 27 points. He had that in only 29 minutes on 10 for 19 shooting. And he went one from six from deep. So a decent three-point shooting night. And he's looking at a pretty monstrous game. Julian... I mean, it was it was exactly what you want to see out of this team. It was. I mean, like we talked about in part one, he comes off the bench, doesn't matter. He's the best player on this team, and he, he will be for, you know, as long as this roster is intact. He came into the game after a bad start, sparked the team. He was scoring, it seemed like, from all over the court, although he only did go one of six from three, but he was hitting a lot of jump shots and, as usual, attacking the rim a lot, mm-hmm. getting free throws, six for seven from the line, scoring in the paint. Like we talked about, Bradley and Smart cutting a lot in part one. There were a couple of plays where Thomas burned guys back door, cutting to the rim and got easy layups. So this is exactly what you want to see from Isaiah Thomas, the smallest player, going to the rim, leading the team. You know, he, he he led the charge tonight. He sparked the, I guess you can call it a little bit of a comeback because they were losing, but they came back and won this game. Thomas sparked it. And I agree with what you said. I mean, he's he's that's going to be the story with him all year. Whether up or down, he's kind of like one of the spark plugs on the team. He's the guy that's going to put up the most shots on the team, and you can't be upset when that's the case. I mean, I know... It, it, and it wasn't it, even close. No, it's, it really wasn't. Johnson, close. the next guy with 11. Right, and I'm sure most of his, well, he had a couple three-pointers, but I'm sure a lot of his are, are a he lot. He had a lot of missed taps right, that he had went some, back he had some missed a few on the same play. But Isaiah Thomas, I mean, I think he started the game over four, or at least over four. It could have been even over five, but he's going to keep shooting. That's what that's what he's getting paid to do. That's what Brad Stevens wants him to do. He's yeah. not in there to be, you know, Avery Bradley or whoever whoever's the defensive minded guy first. He's the guy who's going to score you the points. If he's not putting up those shots, if he's not scoring, you guys probably aren't winning that game. Mm-hmm. So I, I liked what I saw at him tonight. Seven assists tonight, too. He's not, like, he's not just, you know, staring at the rim all game. He's he's looking for the open man, and, and there's right. some people asking him, like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to focus too much on just all the shots he takes because I think he's trying to do the right thing. He's not just trying to shoot the ball every time Definitely. he gets it. Like, some people are trying to make it seem, I, I think he's just trying to make the right play. If somebody's open, we'll try to get it to him. If somebody's, like, cutting, like we talked about in the first video, we'll try to get to them. But if not, you gotta you got to like your chances with him shooting the ball over anyone else. Yeah, I mean, he's Isaiah Thomas. It's not news that he tries to shoot right. the ball when he has the ball. So I think we can probably put that one to bed. Let's talk about one that was a bit of a surprise or is becoming a surprise. Jared Solinger, uh, the disappointment at media day, has kind of slowly churned out of that kind of zone where we're starting to see that, yeah, he's looking pretty good. He's starting to get back to himself. Obviously, he needs to lose the weight we say at least as the media um, in order to ascend to being an all-star caliber power forward but he's still a good player when he's healthy and he looks healthy now Jimmy and he looked good tonight I mean it was a very efficient game for him no he did look good tonight I think he played 21 minutes 12 and 7 I believe it was and listen tonight it was him you know tonight it was he was the guy off the bench Zeller didn't have it going and, and he got the call because Brad Stevens liked what he saw out of him in the preseason against Okafor it could be anybody on Friday. It could be. It, it, it does say. It, it tells this tonight. Tells me two things. One that Selinger, not that I thought this was the case, but he's not a lost cause. He's not like just overweight. You know, just lover of a human being, just like trying to play basketball. And doesn't know what he's, he's doing. Slightly he better. He knows how to play. Yeah, he knows how to play the game when he gets the time. Another thing he told me was Brad Stevens going to be quick to make a change. If you see something he doesn't like, he knows that he has the depth on the team where you can say. Ooh, like let I me. Mean, who do I want to go in and fill in this way? Oh, okay. Well, let's try Selinger. The rubbish chin, just like that. Yeah, just <laughs> like that. You know, if, if if David Lee was having issues, you know, maybe Amir Johnson comes in, or if 
if it was Marcus Smart. Was having some issues. Yeah, yeah. Johnson came in. Exactly. So whatever, whoever it may be, that's what's going to happen. If Marcus Smart's having an off night, maybe Isaiah Thomas comes in sooner. You know, whatever it's going to be, that's what it's going to be. And I, you know, good for Selinger for for being ready for the call because he did have a kind of a down preseason, or you know, it looked like he was almost out of the rotation. So for him to get the call, he was ready for it and he answered the bell. Totally agree. Selinger had the matchup tonight that they wanted and came in. That didn't mean he was necessarily going to have a good offensive night. He came in to more mm-hmm. play Okafor, and to his credit, he performed well. So, you know, Selinger is a good player. He's going to have these types of games. That's a he's, line that you can expect, I think. He's also going to have games where, you know, the opposing matchup is more of a Nerlens Noel type, who we also saw tonight. But, you know, if that the matchup that's dictated for Sullinger, then, you know, maybe it's a little bit more of a Tyler Zeller night or something Mm -hmm. like that. So, you know, like you said, this is going to be, there is no rotation. By game, the rotation is going to be determined by matchups, what's going on in the court, game flow. So, you know, this is going to be a new team every night. So that's going to be something fun to watch all season. Well, the show's going to be something fun to watch all season. Thank you for that segue. I hope so. So we got to get out of here. For Julian Edlo of the DraftKings Playbook and WEI, for Jimmy Toscano of Comcast Sports and New England, I'm Jared Weiss of CLNS Radio. This has been The Garden Report. I want to thank our new sponsors, Grandstand, who are bringing a really cool element to the show that we wanted. (laughs) So thank you very much. Tune in for Friday's game. They host the Toronto Raptors. We'll get to do a little bit more in-depth analysis for that one. Have a little, you know, kind of get over the the whole excitement over the regular mm-hmm. season. Be sure to like this video, uh, watch this video multiple times to get our view counts up. Uh, share it with your friends. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you're talking to your mom today, let her know the Garden Report was looking pretty good. Just send her uh, the link. Yeah, exactly. We'll tell her what it is. Comment. Like this. Post yeah. on our Reddit. Post it on Facebook. Post it on. Do people still use MySpace? Yeah, whatever. Share our show, help us do well so that we can continue to invest in our new lighting system. Nobody's listening anymore. All right, I love you guys. (laughs) We'll see you next one. Bye. I just stick with what I know. Um, I know at some point in time it's going to drop. I'm a guy that scores in bunches and makes plays in bunches. and I just need to see one go in. And my teammates get, like I continue to say, my teammates give me a lot of confidence, continue continue to keep shooting and continue to keep being aggressive and That's what I'm doing out there. I'm just trying to do my job. Uh, Same one as the last two exhibition games. What made you comfortable with that lineup? What I mean, when did and when did you become comfortable with that that unit? Um, you know, I I didn't know how it would play together early on. I thought that we played pretty well um, in Europe with that group. And so that was just something that we put in our back pocket as we were arresting people and thinking about it. And, you know, I talked about with those guys, with those wings and those guards, one of the greatest strengths they bring to the table is cutting. Um, So to do that, they need another facilitator on the court. And David is, you know, a good ball handler and facilitator. Who are the two inactives? Two inactives are R.J. Hunter, who's sick. Um, so he's not even in the building, and James Young. How do you and then Kelly's not playing, but he has. I guess he has to be active. So how do you, depth is your issue, how do you come up with your actors? How do you decide on that? Well, RJ's was easy. Yeah. Um, you know, unfortunately, I hope he feels better. We talked today, and he's getting a little bit better, but he was on IVs this morning. Um, so, and then, you know, I just went with uh, Terry because of, you know, versatility and, and speed with the ball, and then Jordan because I thought Jordan had a really good preseason. 
entering. I was gonna say, just a really generic. Like entering the season, obviously you've been coaching forever. Um, do you still get the butterflies first game of the season? Um, I, I do. Um, you know, but it's. I look at it as such a. It is a long year, um, and I'm ready to roll. I'm ready to get this thing started. And at the same time, there's a lot of decisions that need to be made, and so I'm, I'm more focused on just the task at hand necessarily than the emotions of it. I guess that's the, the sad part. The longer you're in coaching, the emotions get less and less. Brad, you have a lot of options with this team. How important is it to you to have a set rotation? Does that matter to you? Yeah, I think I think just as we're asking the team to be um, flexible and malleable, I have to be. So I think I don't think I can take the easy way out and say I'd like to have a set rotation every night. So I need to be thinking outside the box, and I need to make sure that you know we utilize that depth. And so a lot of that's you know obviously they have to continue to play well to stay in the in the mix of guys that are playing, but. Um, you know, I need to be able to adjust on the fly too. So that's as much as on me as anybody else. How much has the, the past couple of seasons helped you with that adjusting on the fly? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I'd say that. Had, I'd say that we're if we're good at anything, it's adjusting on the fly. In the last couple of years, I mean, we. Um, I think Sean Grandy said that this would be the. You know, obviously my third time, um, third time opening a new season, and we've had twelve different starters. So. What was that, Jackie? I'm sorry. I was just going to say, the pros, there's pros and cons to that, though. Isn't there not having a set rotation? Yeah, I think there's pros and cons to it, but I think it's also, I think you can you can make the argument that sometimes a set rotation or making or having a routine is a negative. You know, I think it's it's scoutable. I think you can lose the guys at the end of the bench. Um, and I think just keeping everybody engaged and making sure that we're all ready for our time is a good thing. And um, we'll probably look more set than not. But uh, but I'm certainly not afraid to throw any of these guys in. There was a story that Randy Whitman asked you for advice about offensive spacing. Do you remember what that conversation was like? I don't remember it. Um, I talked. I think maybe we talked at the end of the season. I probably asked him a thousand questions and he asked me one. So I would say that it's nice of him to say that. But I would say that I, I, I really don't remember um, talking about it. I do remember how they torched us with Rasul Butler at the four. Um, in the game here when we had it we were up by 20 or so they came all the way back um and then the next night i think we were a little bit skilled and we came all the way back so it's um uh, that was probably the the start of our conversation but i don't remember the exact details obviously you're optimistic going into each and every season but going into this year do you feel as if you had maybe more weapons more options uh with the team as opposed to last year well, I think every year you go in and you look at what is your team capable of and what are their potential pitfalls and what could hurt you. Um, and you try to do your best to prepare your team for those situations that might come up. And like any other team, it becomes how connected we are, how well we play when the lights are on, and um, how we respond to the good and the bad. And there's a lot that goes into that. We'll see. I mean, I'm excited about it. Um, but I'm realistic that we better play well or else we're toast. So, um, you know, I think any time you've been in it and just understand the day-to-day -day commitment and the fact that somebody else is trying to beat you, those are the realities of it. Do you expect Evan to be more of a straight wing off the bench this year, or is he going to be throwing the ball out? Evan, Evan will play all three positions. I told him yesterday, it's, um, you know, he's a guy that I have so much faith in at the one, two, or three, offensively and defensively. Um, 
and you know, and I've said this before, and one of the things that gives me that kind of faith is just he has such a passion for the game that I always know he's engaged, and I always know that he's going to bring everything he has. And I think he gives us some versatility off the bench that I'm interested to see how that looks. Chris, there were always rumblings with the old parquet floor that there were some dead spots, maybe that there were some holes in the floor, maybe good and bad for the Celtics because you guys knew the court so well. What are your thoughts on having the new court out there, the brand new court to play? Well, our staff had a dunk contest before, so the dead spots are gone. Um, no, I didn't know. We everybody looked pretty bouncy, but I don't know if that's the new floor or if that's the uh, first game. But I, I think that that stuff is uh, you just get used to playing in the building you're in. I'm excited about it. The floor looks great. We're excited to kick it off. Brad, in the uh, Jordan James things, wanting the extra larger body or James not ready to give what you want. Um, I think I think that James obviously is in a position where if we have you know we've got our, our five guys that are probably going to play a lot of minutes at the one two and three and we still have Jonas and Terry as well and so you've got really seven deep at those at those spots and when you boil it down to the wings you probably even more um, and then Kelly being out having Jordan available I think is a good thing. Would, would RJ be dressed if he was, if he was uh, not sick? Could be. Kelly had a good preseason, you know, frustrating for him to start. You have to ask Kelly. I mean, I'm sure he's frustrated. Um, you know, he, uh, he obviously um, came in early and shot and, and has left. Um, he's not allowed to be here, but uh, you have to ask him tomorrow how, how frustrating it is, but I'm sure he is. Watching the ring ceremony. Oh, it was great. Uh, um, you know, like I said, it, it would have been nice to go back and to celebrate with my former teammates, uh, but logistically that just didn't make sense. I wouldn't have gotten back till you know four in the morning, and that's not fair. It's all the work we've been putting in here, and, and that's what's most important right now. And and um, like I said, I'm just looking forward to getting off to a good start tonight, and, uh, and uh, both individually and as a team, and and getting a victory. What'd you what feel you while think? watching it? I mean, you know, brought back a lot of good memories, and it's, it's you know, as you guys know, for for you guys that were here when the Celtics won it recently, it's like it doesn't really sink in. You won it until kind of you know, a little time afterwards, and um, you know, last night was just kind of a, a cool reminder of all that we accomplished last year as a franchise and as a team, and, and and it's really really neat to see that. And then you know, it was kind of for me. Sort of putting a cap on that and finishing finishing that part off of, of you know what happened last year and, and and now it's sort of a fresh start and a new opportunity here so it's good to shift my focus and and to, to see that last night it was very nice of Steph to give me you know, give me a little props last night and then you know move on to to being excited about this new season taking place and being a Celtic. What do you think about the playing? Two hundred sixty stones, I think, or something like that. Two sixty. That's coming while. your way. I know. Eventually, right? I, I'm. Uh, I was. I was. You know, impressed. It was pretty cool. I Google imaged it because I couldn't really see it that well on, <laughs> on TV, and it looked pretty neat. So uh, I'm sure it'll look even better in person. Bogey what about his... that first quarter? I, I unfortunately, I, I'm not surprised. It's just, I mean, just to see some of the shots. I think more than anything, we we're talking about it as a team today. Cause of course, everybody was watching group chatting. The whole time, and I think just you know the the pace that he plays at, the confidence that he has on the floor is pretty incredible. And I mean, you know, the entire scouting report for the Pelicans was don't let him get three pointers off. And then you see just the you know the way he's able to 
you know, really dictate the game. And it's just a really special player, but um, it was it was a cool game to watch, and, and now hopefully we'll have a similar great outing in the first quarter for us tonight. Bogey got his ring fitted for his middle finger. Which finger are you going with? Oh, we stopped, Bogut. I love Andrew for that reason. I think that I actually saw him put it on his middle finger. And that's a guy that actually is, would do that, and, and I'm not surprised at that whatsoever. He's a great guy. What are the emotions of opening night? You've been through this a few times, but still get butterflies? Absolutely. I, I think you know the first preseason game and the first uh, and the first regular season game for me are the two games when, when I'll have butterflies going into the game and, and probably won't. I'll probably be fine once we get into two line layups out there and, and get on the court and break and sweat. But I think anybody in this locker room who says that you know it's, there's not some jitters opening night, I know those first three minutes seems to be a lot, a lot more turnovers and everybody's playing hard but not always organized. And those first three minutes, then after that first time out, everyone kind of settles in. But I know for me every single year the, the first game is kind of one of those games where you, you're you pretty winded in those first two minutes and you're out there running around at 1,000 miles an hour. So I'll do my best to to come in and, and just play my game tonight. But uh, but yeah, and, and that's what's that's what's awesome. I mean, I'm 32 years old, my 11th year in the league, and to still have butterflies and to be excited about playing a game, um, you know, a regular season game is, is a pretty cool you know thing in my opinion. Final question for David? Maybe not. Thanks, right. Thanks. You, didn't, you didn't say which finger you're getting it on. Oh, ring finger, come on. <laughs> come on. I guess so. Uh, my first game in the Garden in, in months, so it really took me a little bit. But you weren't uh, shy at all, like, keep shooting. Uh, that's my job. I'm not going to be shy when I, I got a job to do out there. The uh, coach has confidence in me. My players have, my teammates have confidence in me. And they, they tell me to continue to be aggressive, so I'm going to continue to do that. Yeah, how, how do you go through, uh, uh, come back from the injury the other night, three for seven, miss your first file. Where do you get the balls to um, I work on it each and every day. I mean, I know at, at some point in time it's going to fall because I have that confidence in my game, and and I work on my craft. So, so I think the harder you work, when when it when it doesn't happen in games, you just go to what you know. And I go to getting to the spots that I that I like to go to in my workouts and and, and feeding off my teammates. So I'm gonna continue to just be myself, and no matter if I'm having a good game or not, because you got to just make the right play out there. If the right play is a shoot, and I'm not making them, I got to continue to shoot that shot. They move some bigger guys on you. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's what they think. The way to stop me is to put a taller some length on me. So. I just tried to use my speed and, and quickness against those type of guys. And, and once again, my teammates got me open and, and got me in position to, to, to have a pretty good game. Why do you work so well with Amir? Um, he just knows how to play the game. I think he just he keeps it simple. He knows um, where to set the screens at, knows the pick or pop. And he's a guy with a high basketball IQ. So it's not that we have a lot of chemistry together. It's just like, I guess two guys that just know how to play. They cut it to five a couple times in that third yeah. quarter. It seemed like every time they did, you guys had a big response. You were kind of in the middle of it. Was it just basically you know, trying to keep them from feeling comfortable? Um, for the most part, yeah. We know teams are going to make runs. I mean, we're a team that makes runs a lot of times. But at the same time, just keep your composure. We try to we try to go out there and be Barrett Stevens. You know, he don't, he don't smile or... or I look like he's mad at any point in time in the game. So you just got to keep your composure and stay level-headed throughout those runs and, and try to um, capitalize on the offensive end and also on the defensive end. Isaiah, Brad was saying that you're the classic guy that things could go cold, but the hot streak's coming. Do you feel that way? Like, if you missed two or three shots in a row, 
Hot streaks coming. I just stick with what I know. Um, I know at some point in time it's going to drop. Um, I'm a guy that scores in bunches and makes plays in bunches. and I just need to see one go in. And my teammates get, like I continue to say, my teammates give me a lot of confidence, continue to continue to keep shooting and continue to keep being aggressive. And that's what I'm doing out there. I'm just trying to do my job. Does it come down to this? If you pass me the ball, expecting to shoot it. You're saying, is that my mindset? Yeah. I'm. I have the ball in my hands, so usually I'm the one that's passing to somebody else. But if I got a shot that I feel like I can make, I'm definitely gonna shoot it. Is that what you like from the rest of the team? Um, everything. Um, we we just worked hard on the defensive end. We played pretty well. We made adjustments on the on the fly, and um, guys just played hard. I mean, that's the definition of this team. Guys go out there and give it 110%. And, um, I think when we do that each and every night, it gives ourselves a chance to win. Is that going to be the identity of this team? No doubt. Coach wants our team to be a defensive-minded team, a team that brings their heart out each and every day, and I think that's what that's what, that's that's what what the definition of this team is going to be. Second unit had to pick up this team a few times at the end of the last regular season. Was it good to see you guys were able to do that again tonight after kind of a slow start? Yes, sir. It gave us a lot of confidence knowing that no matter what group is out there, no matter what player is out there, um, he's capable of having a good game and capable of playing at a high level. And I think that's the, the strength of this team, our depth. And, and Coach just says, be ready when your name is called. And I think a lot of guys are ready tonight. Last question, please, It was, especially for opening night, but it's been like that since day one, honestly. Um, the offensive end hasn't been a problem for us. We got some unselfish group of guys that, that just want to see others succeed. And, and, and we got a group of guys that try to make the right play each and every time down. And Coach is big on that, whether you, you pass it, shoot it, or, or drive to the ball. Just be decisive. How about having a guy like Amir in the backfield, backfield, so to speak? Like, give him the race shots. Um, it gives a lot of confidence because he, he knows his he knows his role. He knows where to be on the defensive end, and he's a guy that's always talking. So for the guards, that gives us a lot of help. Sometimes we could gamble a little bit more than than others, but um, he, he's a hell of a basketball player that has a high basketball IQ. Thank you, Isaiah. It's good to fight through adversity. You know, it's not, a win is not going to be perfect every time. And we weren't expecting it to be. We just. We knew they were going to come out with a lot of energy and high, high effort, so uh, we, we fought through it and we, we came out to win. I made it happen, right? Yeah. Is what you thought would be when you came back? Yeah, I mean, I knew it was going in the right direction as a team, and I wanted to keep building with these guys. It was a good group of guys, a good group of coaches, and a great organization, so uh, it was almost a no-brainer for me. Teams seem to shoot the ball from three a lot better, especially you. You know, last year you struggled a little bit. How important that can be for you guys? That's going to be very important. It's part of our offense, and it's part of where our, where our guys can flourish in with the guard play. And um, we take we take um, we, 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 we take very uh, a lot of pride into it, to shooting the ball. So we got to keep working at it, and we're going to have off nights. But we still got to uh, know our spots and step in and make the shot. Jay, what did you think of the second unit tonight uh, after the team got off to a little bit of a slow start? I think they came back. They, they did what they were supposed to do was pick us up. Came in with energy. Isaiah came and controlled the tempo most, for the most part with the offensive end. And, uh, those, guys, those, those guys played off one another very well with uh, Jonas at the four, Sully at the five time. And, uh, everything worked out there. Yeah. Uh, the second unit picked us up when we had a slow start. Do you think you'll be able to like, wear teams down this year when you're just kind of throwing guys? 
know, one after another. Yeah, we should, we should be able to. You just got to fill the game out. You know, Brad has to do a good job, good job of filling the game out himself and doing you know, what God's got it going. And, um, just got to know the game. And, but I think we're very deep enough to, to make things worse than that. How about Greer Johnson defensively? It seems to me, I don't remember him blocking shots like that. I mean, he's pretty good. He's, he's a rim protector. I played against him a couple of years. I know he, he's a presence down there. He had a down there with him and Valatunas, but uh, he's a good rim protector. I mean, he, he's not afraid to go up vertically and go, try to go up and block a shot. So uh, he knows how to play defense. He knows the time to come over and make, make a play. It's kind of a tough night right out of the gate for you guys, but uh, finished really strong, especially in that fourth quarter. You got the three-pointer, the free throws to kind of you know put this game away and be that close. It was nice to be able to cut and see you recovered from that slow start. Uh, definitely. You know, we, we knew coming into this game <clears throat> from the start um, that they were going to come out strong. You know, um, they got a lot of great athletes out there and, uh, you know, young guys. That's trying to prove themselves. So we knew we was gonna have to take a punch in it, especially coming back from halftime. We knew we were gonna have to jump on them early and uh, and try to put this game away. I think you're able to wear them down that fourth quarter. I mean Isaiah's so effective there in the third quarter. He finally needs a break, and then you're the one who comes in and they got to deal with you right away. Is that just the depth working for this team? Uh, definitely this team. You know, we we kind of hit them from different angles. You know, um, Jonas. You know, Jay Crowder, Sullivan, Isaiah. You know, you had guys like that coming in off the bench, the starters was putting in the work that they were supposed to do. And uh, it was just kind of hard for them to, uh, to get a rhythm on the defensive end and, and kind of gather up stops against us. Is it a fair assessment to say that you and like Avery and, and Jay kind of feed off each other defensively? It seems like you guys are really intense. Uh, definitely. You know, we're really hard on each other on defense, especially with a defense assignment. You know, uh, we know everybody's going to make mistakes, but we try to hold ourselves to a different standard. You know, and, and if I make a, a defensive mistake on a, uh, an assignment that I miss or something, you know, they're on me and vice versa with those guys. But that's kind of, you know, um, what makes this team so unique? You know, we hold each other accountable. What do you think about how you guys uh, move the ball? And I think you're pretty crisp passing the ball, especially for opening uh, We moved the ball very well. You know, coming into halftime, we had uh, um, 16 assists to seven turnovers. So you know, we were very proud of that. And uh, you know, we just tried to come out second half and, and move the ball even more because when we move the ball, it's hard to stop us. What's working well? Like how when when you guys move like that, what has to happen for it to be successful? Uh, we have to do it with pace. You know, anybody can move the ball, but you gotta, you know, you gotta lose your man off the cut. You gotta cut with authority, like you know, every cut is to score. So, uh, in the second half, we try to pick it up a little bit more when I cut. Is it near the rim protector you guys maybe didn't have last year? Um, he's one of them, definitely. Um, he definitely changes some shots in there for us, and uh, you know, we needed that, especially you know when you got the guards up there, you know, doing everything that they can, and uh, you know, we, we're gonna need somebody to relieve us on the back end. Marcus missed very spot last year, first game. What's the difference? <laughs> the difference is, you know, uh, it's my second year. Uh, I know what to expect. Uh, teammates give me much more uh, confidence each and every game, practices, and uh, the, the game just slowed down for me. What's up? What, what makes Brad such a good coach? Uh, <laughs> I mean, not obviously it's smarts, it's wits, um, he's really poised, and uh, you know, he's really uh, prepared. That's what really helps him out and helps our team out, and um, you know, we, I think we're always, to a certain extent, fully prepared each game. He was just saying how he 
told you he's comfortable with you at one, two, or three offense and defense. What do you think kind of makes you capable of kind of doing something different? I mean, he's the truth, you know what I'm saying? Like, Brad's a smart dude. He's the truth at the end of the day. And that's probably why he got his job. He recognized and stuff like that, you know? So that's probably the best thing you ever said. So mark it. What makes you comfortable playing off? I mean, I, honestly, I, I just grew up doing it. You know what I'm saying? And, and nowadays, I don't know if you guys remember, but, you know, Dr. Naismith made the game a shoot, dribble, pass, and defend. You know what I'm saying? And when it's so rare that happens, people say you can't play. And you get these specialists, and they're like, I'm real. And it's like, how, you know? So that's basically what happens, and that's what I, I try to do. I try to work on everything. What was Dr. Naismith like as a person? Back in the day, man, he, was a, he was a great dude, man. Yeah. He's really innovative, obviously. Uh, when he, he made a lot of things happen at Kansas, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, he he made it happen, you know? So he, he was a great dude. He was a great dude. He's, he's from around here. Yeah, Springfield. Yeah, yeah he's a great guy. How do you determine when you're in the game, uh, you know, if you come off the bench, say, and you're in the game with either Isaiah or Marcus, how do you determine who's going to kind of run the point in that situation? No, I just go with the flow. I just... I try to run my hardest to the corner and tell you the truth, and uh, that's it. I just take the game as it goes. We don't really have a, a sheet or anything to say what we're going to do. Um, whoever's closest. But other than that, I, I go to, I know, you know, three different positions, and I just take it from there, and that's it. I don't think we really, really ever say he's going to run it. They usually, they typically bring it up and just play play off the ball. Do you play different at all if, like, say you go in for Jay as opposed to going in for Marcus? No, I got to play the same way. I got to play the same way. I just play the same way. I try to make the right read. Uh, try to guard the best I can guard and, you know, try try to help the team. I don't really sit there and switch it up. I just play how I play. So you don't think about going in at the one, two, or three? You just go in the game? No, I'm just going into the game. Yep, that's pretty much it. I'm just going in. If I'm fortunate enough to rebound a ball, I'm going to push it. Um, if I, you know, play it out the corner, I'm going to try to make sure I make the right read, whether it's a shot or an open pass, and just pray it gets there, you know? You guys forced a lot of turnovers the other night against the same team. Is that part of the game plan, being really aggressive against their ball handlers? Yeah, well, we have great defense. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when you have those guys in star lineups such as Jay, uh, Avery, and Smart, you know, their, their energy and stuff like that definitely helps. And uh, there's some great ball defenders. How much better do you think this team is than last year? I think, you know, once we start playing, I think, you know, obviously it's too early to tell, but I think, you know, we have a chance to be even better, and I think we can will be even more mature in regards to closeout games and things like that. I think that's going to help a lot as well. I think uh, with our experience and everything, hopefully we won't let too many leagues slip anymore like we did last year and take it from there. All right. I mean, you're another year older. Um, yeah. pointed out, he's the longest tenured sixer on the team right now. How crazy is that? I mean, it is crazy. Um, obviously, Bob, as you know, is, is playing for what it seems like. And uh, nowadays, you know, a 20-year-old, 30-year player is uh, bad, I guess. So, you know, um, that, that's crazy. And hopefully, you know, he learns a lot from it. Uh, hopefully matures from it. And it builds him into a better leader as the game, as he matures throughout his career. But when you look at your former team, is it, would you have imagined that, you know, they embarked upon this rebuilding journey? No, I, I honestly didn't know uh, what was going to occur, you know, once we did all those trades, you know. And, uh, yeah, I, I kind of seen it like that. And, and they have a plan, and I have faith in Coach Brown and their staff and everything, the great people over there. And they have a plan, and, I mean, I'm, I'm waiting like everybody else to see, you know, how it's going to work out and stuff. But right now I'm focused over here. But, you know, I wish them the best. And they're, once again, they're great people over there.
One final question for Evan. Uh, Evan, you're another year older, and you're one of the older guys on the team. Now, do you consider yourself a leader? Um, I, I guess. I mean, I just. What do you say your leadership style is? Show up on time. <laughs> Try to be accountable. And that's it. I mean, I think we're we're adults, and I think uh, everybody is kind of locked into the same same mission, and that's pretty much it. And um, you know, I'm not screaming or walking around doing anything like that. I just try to be accountable for my teammates and go along with the flow of the plan. Is it tough to find out you're not opening night or just kind of surprising or anything? Uh, it just motivates me to keep working out and uh, just keep getting better every day. Uh, a lot better than last year. And, uh, How do you feel like you kind of progressed this preseason to kind of get ready for this? Well, uh, just try to work on defense. That's what was my main thing. Uh, off season, preseason, this year coming up, working on defense and just being more aggressive, I guess, on offense. Did last year kind of help you prepare for the ups and downs like this? Oh, yeah. Um, it definitely did. So I'm not worried about nothing. I'm the youngest guy on the team, so I'm just going to keep moving forward. How much did that help? What about it helped you? Um, about the struggle. Um, I had some bumps, uh, some ups and downs. And now I know I'm having some ups and downs. So I'm just going to keep what I'm doing. Have they talked to you about whether you could be going to Maine at all or sticking to the team? No clue. No clue.